Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Love waking up to that voice. Good morning, everybody. <sighs> Otro día en paraíso. A Ricky Tiki. Excited about the NBA coming back, right? Yeah, I am actually. There's finally some sports. In seven weeks. But whatever. At least it's sports. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. We haven't been we haven't been looking forward to anything in quite some time now. Mm-hmm. It's still seven weeks. You know that, right? Well, I told you that the other day, but again, like I said, we haven't had anything to look forward to sports-related other than the last dance in the last two months. So at least this finally gives us something to wet our lips over, we start have, salivating. We have something else to salivate over. What is that? Apparently, Major League Baseball made an updated proposal for, uh, for the 2020 Major League Baseball season. They did it to the union yesterday, moving to have a 76-game season. Players getting 75% of their prorated salaries. That includes eliminating draft pick compensations for free agents for a year, a $200 million postseason pool for the players, and a postseason that ends no later than October 31st. I don't know. I like that one. I like that one, but the word is that the players are going to counter. <sighs> what else is new? Why? David Sampson came out yesterday on CBS Sports Radio, and I guess on his radio show they asked him why the NBA and the NHL haven't had this problem, why everything has been kept indoors and MLB has that problem. Well, first of all, he said that he thinks that the owners are outing information to make the players look bad in this situation. Second of all, he said that the NBA and the NHL haven't had this problem with the players and they're getting back to work because they already pretty much finished their seasons off. Baseball still didn't start their season. So basketball pretty much finished their season so they are able to get paid for what they did. Understand, we did this show yesterday, and um, it's pretty simple. Um, Once in a while in America, you have to reinvest in yourself, in your business, in whatever you are. And while I'm sure there are some unique circumstances that would make this tragic for some, for most, this is a plan B um, that I think a lot of people should be able to embrace. And they aren't for some reason. <sighs> in, a, in a time where most of America is jobless and most people can, or some people can't even put food on their table, and they have to wait long lines at these food distribution centers. Like I passed one today at Tropical Park where there's a long line. And who knows at what time all these people had to get up in order to wait. Most of those people didn't probably sleep or they're sleeping in their cars. Baseball is going to be nitpicky about, oh, I'm not getting paid a certain amount of money. Come on, guys. This is a kid's game at the end of the day. We heard Sid Rosenberg say it yesterday. This is a kid's game. And these, ki- and these guys are acting about uh, like a whole bunch of babies because they're not getting paid what they wanted to get paid. Yeah, I, um, there's an inherent problem with that for sure. I, it, it, 
You seem flustered. I'm flustered because I just think that people lose sight of what's important, whether it's in sports or whether it's in the world. Have you heard this whole defund the police thing now? Yeah, we spoke about it yesterday because right. remember the mayor was put in an awkward position. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was Monday we spoke. So yeah, apparently yesterday. some major cities are kowtowing to this, and they're going to start making some cuts in the police. So what kind of cuts are they going to be making? People that have, have certain no, I, certain things against their record or something? I have no idea. I think when we see logic, we want to try to do logic differently. Mm -hmm. If logic is too logical, we think it's too easy, and we have to find another way that's harder to do it. That's not going to resolve any problem. It's not. It's the education of the ones you have. Funding the police. Come on, guys. So some cities are actually agreeing to this. I'm not. I'm going to stick to sports. Okay. I just saw it flash up. Certainly. I'm going to stick to sports. Baseball. These players, I've said it over and over again, they make more money than they should. And because of that, every once in a while, you have to bite your tongue. It's not cool. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks to not be able to count on your normal $10 million a year salary. It sucks. So the prorated, uh, you get 75% of the prorated. So if you play half a season, that's five, and 75% of that, eh, get about three and a half, almost, yeah, about three and a half billion dollars if you're a $10 million guy. Think they can make ends meet, Frank? Time to make some budget cuts like, the no like normal America. Think they can make ends meet, Frank? I think they can make ends meet at $3 million. Okay, so but if they live that lavish lifestyle like they're trying to defend, I'm sure you can make some budget cuts for a few months to take care of the situation. Even if you're just a million-dollar-a-year guy, this schedule gives you about $480,000, of which you get 75% of. Mm -hmm. Which you get $360,000 for being a million-dollar guy. So it works out. Not the same, I know. But even even if you're low on the totem pole, is the number a very livable number? I think so. I mean, do we really have to do federal aid to those who can't make ends meet because of the difference in like knock it off? Yeah. Put your asses in there and start playing baseball. What the hell's your problem, guys? Oh, I think I know what the problem is. Too many agents making a cut off their salaries. So the lower this goes, the less those agents make. I didn't even think of that end. And the agents start chirping in their ear, and a lot of them are going to believe or trust their agents. They have learned to trust their agents. Duh. I, it, I'm, I'm a little bit baffled, man. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Because it's an opportunity to get America by the balls and say, we're playing. So remember a few weeks ago I said that as soon as everything comes back, pretty much people are going to realize that they took advantage of sports and they're going to pretty much flood these stadiums and try to go in. Obviously, until the whole 50% thing is over. I don't see fans going to baseball games, man. Like I see fans this having a bad taste in people's mouths. 
And people not wanting to go to games after this once baseball is back, like back back. Like this is going to remind me of like strike type crowds, like when they came back from the strike. Because this uh, baseball already has struggled with numbers and trying to get the attention of America to try to get people back towards their game because everybody says that it's a very old person's game. Right? We've had this debate back and forth, even when D. Goods was around. Like, we've had this debate back and forth. It's so an the older, fact that, It's an older demo. It's an older demo. So the fact that they're doing this, like, it's leaving a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And I don't see necessarily crowds flocking to stadiums to go and supporting these guys after the way they've been acting for the last so two months. So that ball player that doesn't feel that way? I can't believe 100% of them feel the way that I'm angry about. I don't think 100% of them feel that so way. what if you don't feel that way? How do, what's going on here? Like, who... <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why the players' union votes on stuff. But man, play baseball, knock the ball around. Kids wait for days off to get together and play in games. It used to be baseball, now it's like hoops. But that's what sports is supposed to do, right? Yeah. Bring the kid in you. Bring out the kid in you. I should say. It's a kid's game. That's why. There's a reason why a lot of people are like, "Yo, guys, just get over this already and just go play." What's going on here, man? This is pretty. This is pretty. You know, there's more likely to be a 50 game season than there is to be a 76 game season. So they keep arguing there's less games, and less games they're gonna get paid for. Why would they do this? Are you interested in a 50 game season? Because I'm not. I'm not. I don't want. Before the you know it, the games, the season's gonna be over. Yeah. I thought about that on the drive in today. I don't want. The, I mean, as it is, 76 games is right at the cusp of where I'm comfortable with. That's still low, but yeah, I agree. it's low. I don't want less than half. I would. I liked the other proposals that were more than half the games. I was like, okay, you know, so it's a little bit of a shorter season, but we can do this. The longer they become babies about it, the longer it goes. And there's already word by officials. And I know you don't want to hear this, but there's already words with officials. That there's a possibility that there can be a second spike with the coronavirus. And if there's a second spike, then there won't be any baseball. Especially Last time I said my opinion that. about spikes on coronavirus, I was dead wrong. So I'm not going to say anything. I just, I just march along. I think this is about where we're going to get with this, Frank. So we're not going to play. I don't think we're going to regress back into another phase. I think we're just going to keep moving forward with this because people are wearing masks. Um, well, look at the view, look at the, the images we're getting out of Los Angeles with the marches and stuff like that. There's so many people on top of each other. Everybody all of a sudden went from gay, stay away from me, to hey, let's go and march together. There's a million people on the street. Yeah, it's okay to do that, but these kids can't have graduations. I got it. I understand. Makes a lot of sense. I see how this is now. Um, I'm not in a I'm not in a really unbelievably good mood about anything today. I hear it in your voice. Yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a little concerned about everything that's going on around. <sighs> and then you got a bunch of baseball players worried about next year. <laughs> you idiots, play baseball and shut up, man. Because no, there's nothing guaranteed. Epidemics, protests, social unrest. I mean, storms. Hey, if it makes you feel good, though, there's a five-year-old boy out of Sunrise that hit a hole-in-one yesterday. Yeah. If it makes you feel bad, there's a uh, seven- or eight-year-old boy in Miami Lakes who passed away yesterday. 
Yeah, our condolences to Jakey's family. I gotta go there. Yeah, well, Jakey passed away. Uh, we've I seen saw. Jakey in the news. Uh, it's a rare disorder that started eating away, and uh, this was inevitable. He can go rest now, uh, rest in power. Jakey uh, turned a lot of heads and a lot of sad people around town relative to Jakey's death. So uh, sending our love out to the family and to everybody in the community who uh, rallied around this as best as they possibly could. Just tough, man. Just tough, no doubt. Um, I... They're going to play football. They're going to play basketball. They're going to play hockey. So baseball is the odd man out. Does baseball really want that image on them, that they're the only sport that weren't able to get it together and play their season? They're going to have it on them if they don't fix this. The longer they go... whether they want it or not. There's not a collective, yes, we want it, no, we don't want it. Bro, the longer they go, the, uh, the shorter the season's going to be, eventually somebody... When is it going to be just pull the plug and be like, all right, guys, and that's it. We can't settle on anything. Let's just let's pull the plug. We're going to have a season, apparently. Like we're now at seventy six. We're at a seventy six game proposal. There was a fifty thrown out there by the players. Now there's a seventy six game proposal thrown out there by the owners. I don't want to play fifty games for. So what are we gonna play, guys? Twenty five games? What do you think? You're in the NFL now. It was sixteen games. No, that's, I mean, the, the, I gotta tell you, if it's not seventy six, I really lose a lot of interest, and I'm very forgiving to baseball about stuff. You know that. How were you after the strike? Oh, uh, which one of the strikes? Well, the, the the big one, the one that eliminated the Expos from winning World Series. Well, to me, one because that's the sh- that's the shocking one because there were no crowds in the games after that. Like I remember watching sports and there was like a handful of people out there in the bleachers. So you don't know the story about what I did before they went on strike? I've no. said the story before. Maybe I'll start it if you remember. You're gonna just nod but don't say anything because I'm gonna get into it and it's not long. But the the. Then Florida Marlins hosted the St. Louis Cardinals on the final day of that season before the players went on strike. I want to say this was 90, you said four, right? I think that's what it is. I was pretty pissed off that they were going on strike. The reason why is I remembered that, you know, 13 years prior in 81, it kind of screwed things up a little bit. Um, I hated what it did to baseball in 81. I didn't like baseball in 81 because of the strike, but they did find a way to have a World Series. Um, In the case of 94, unbeknownst to me, on the day of that game that I attended, that that would be the final game of the season and there'd be no World Series champion ground. Nonetheless, I was pretty pissed off. So I got drunk. (laughs) Um, I showed up to the game with a Marlins jersey, and underneath the Marlins jersey, I had a wife beater. Mm -hmm. I'm not proud of this moment, but I was pretty pissed off. Okay. I had very good seats that day. Mm -hmm. I want to say around the third or fourth inning, and I was, of course, leading cheers towards, you know, like protesting or, or being upset about the strike. And I'll never forget, the Cardinals take the field fourth, fifth inning, something like that. And Jose Okendo goes to catch and warm up the catcher. I warm up the pitcher. Oh, you have a vivid memory, bro. Well, this is a pretty vivid moment for me. 
All right. No one's ever come I have out. never heard the story. So no one's ever come out. Comes out. And I'm at the pinnacle of my anger over this because they are pretty much laissez-faire about playing a, ba- a baseball game, not knowing what the future brought. Thinking to myself, I bet you many of these guys want to play baseball, but the people who represent them or otherwise have pushed for this. And I just got mad. And when I looked over to Okendo, I said, Oh, yeah. Okendito. Oh, yeah. Joseito. Boricua, mi hermano. Yo te tengo una pregunta a ti, mi hermano. So I basically did a little call to him in Spanish. Called him by his last name, called him by his first name. Puerto Rican brother. And then I got a question for you. And I said, En Puerto Rico se gana un millón de pesos vendiendo boniato en la calle. I said, do you earn a million dollars a year in Puerto Rico selling sweet potatoes on the streets? <laughs> and he actually turned around and looked at me. And I said, entonces, ¿qué cojones hace yendo en huelga? Dime, ¿para qué vas en huelga entonces a ir a vender boniato? I said, then what the hell are you going on strike for? So you can go back to Puerto Rico and sell sweet potatoes? And I go, I'll play for free. I'll play for free. Bro, the whole place started, I'll play for free. I'll play for free. Wow. That's how I remember how I got about the 94 strike. It pissed me off. I'll never forget that moment. Se gana un millón de pesos al año vendiendo bonito en la calle en Puerto Rico. Se que cojones. What the hell are you going on strike for, bro? Feels that way now that that story still holds up. What that story still holds up. What are you guys doing, go do? man? What in the world are you even... Like, I broke it down like that so that I could remind them. Those are people he probably... Common people he saw in Puerto Rico. I didn't mean to be disparaging to him because there's people here in Little Havana that sell sweet potatoes and mangoes on the corner. I see them all the time. And good for them is they're hustling. They're making their loot. But if they could play baseball and make a million dollars a year, would they be doing that? No. Larry, there's 1,200 minor league players that got cut. You don't think... Any of those players would go and play baseball right now and just keep the game going while all these little sissies go on and, and, and cry about their money? Mm-hmm. That's just it. Go to break, come back on the other side. This is what we got to talk about nowadays. I got to wait seven freaking weeks for the NBA to come out. This is going to be fun. We'll, we'll touch on some other topics. I promise. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, the one, the only, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. 
That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable, sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. What's up? This is Gronk and you're listening to Slam Radio. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Yeah, I had a great time doing that. That was uh, impressive. So once this, all this nonsense is over, right? I don't know how. I, mean, I may be far away from being able to do it, but some sort of event in that gym where it feels like a true 
big ass party of sorts with lights and music and all that stuff. The sound in that in that gym was incredible. Yes, the acoustics in there. Are it made me feel like, man, we should never do a game ever again in the other gym. But then again, that's the, that's the gym that's set up with all the bleachers and stuff. Yes. The other gym is the other gym. We need sound panels in the other gym. Yeah, we do. But I know where we're going to throw our next party, or our first party, because we never got to throw the other one. Um, you know, it was funny. Yesterday, I was talking to Sid, and I never got to, to – while I was talking to him, I was looking up a stat. Because yesterday was June 8th, right? Mm-hmm. So I was looking for a day, a June 8th, in Dave Kingman's career where he played well. So in his entire career, he never hit a home run on June 8th. And I think only one or two days in June 8th of his career, he actually got a hit. He actually was abysmal on June 8th. So I couldn't even, like, make something funny happen with a June 8th. Like, a 40, 47 years ago today, Kingman went three for four with two homers. Like, no, we didn't have a day like that on June 8th. He was putrid on June 8th. That's a random, real random stat. Well, it was June 8th yesterday, that's why. No, I, I get it, I'm saying, but, like, that's a really random stat, like, like he was cursed on that day or something? Like, that's it so just weird. happened to not play well on June 8th. It's so weird. Just happened to not do so well on the 8th of June. <sighs> this whole thing about trying to get this baseball season off could even spark a strike. That's what I was telling you yesterday. That's what I was telling you yesterday, exactly... What I was telling you yesterday. But not the strike you think. Like, an immediate strike. Like, okay, we made a solution and there's a bunch of players going, well, I don't want to play this year. Like, the now strike. Not the strike that we're thinking that there are going to be problems later on a year or two down the road, which is what you said yesterday. Yeah. No, no, like, this could cause an immediate strike that would take us all the way into spring training next year. Well, time is ticking, man. That's what I was saying. Time is ticking, and eventually somebody's going to have to make a decision on what's going to work and what's not going to work. And at one point or another, you start dwindling down. If they want to end the season in October the way that they proposed because they want to start next season on time, then at what point do you pull the plug? One, one side or another is just going to have to say, all right, you know what, forget it. We're not going to play this season. It's going to come from one side or another. It's not even just going to be a player strike. It's going to be an owner strike. One side or another can just say, hey, we're not going to play this season. We're already dwindling down. You and I, two fans right now being pulled, are saying we don't want 50 games. Yeah, I don't want 50. 76, we're even like cringing about I got, 76. I got enough sports planning to come back that if, if it, it'll be an afterthought. We're cringing at 76. And that's already, time's already going down. Like, and now, now, the, now the news is that the players are probably going to counter this offer. With 50 games. With probably 50 games again. Owners don't want that. Players are trying to make the, more, the most money playing the least games. They're, get, they're playing a, a, a smaller schedule. What do you so expect to, to get? Their, to their amount? defense, obviously, there is a cut. There's a huge cut to what they would normally make. But my whole point is there's enough of a, a, there's a, not huge a cut. It's not a cut either. from $14 an hour. You no, know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. It's, it's, well, Frank, we have some visitors here. I think this is a perfect time to go to Instagram Live. I've been here a year and a half. I've never seen this. Do you have a roach? Uh, no. Well, one of them's gone, and the other one's about to leave, unless I get him real quick. Hope it's not a mouse. No, he's on the other side of the... He's on the other side. And hopefully he doesn't... Is it a cat? No. He's singing to us. You don't hear him? It's a bird. <laughs> 
Oh, it's a bird. How nice is that? It's cool. Pretty cool bird. And there was another one that looked just like him, but that one flew away. Don't go anywhere. I don't want to startle you, but you're pretty cool. It was the first time in all. You don't have to keep talking because I'm far away. Well, I'm kind of looking for it myself, and the camera's in here, so. Well, you're only going to be able to see it if you're on my live right now. Oh, I'll pull the microphone here. Lately, you're, you're quite the zoologist on your Instagram, actually. Well, a cat is different than a bird. <laughs> yeah, someone already put on the live, cats first, now pigeons. That's not really a pigeon, though. That's not a yellow beak and it's singing. Maybe it is a pigeon. It's not a pigeon. Pigeons don't have yellow beaks. Pigeons don't sing like that. Pigeon goes... And he's gone. He flew away. Fly, pelican. Fly. <laughs> I don't think it was a pelican either. No, it wasn't a pelican. Anybody know what color... I mean, what kind of bird that is? Hit me up on the side, because I don't know. That didn't look like a regular pigeon. Well, I'm going to have to look at your Instagram live now. Just See so you. Check it out. Well, I'm going to post it now. Yeah, you have to post it. Funny. Zoologist Larry. Zoologist Larry. We had a visitor. I'm so funny, aren't I? <laughs> You're a trip. In studio. You did hear it, though. You heard it over the... I told you. Over the, I guess the microphone picked it up. That, that bird was singing loud. Wow, that's why I turned around and looked. I, I would have not noticed otherwise. I kept hearing the chirping. Where's this chirping coming from? Have you seen this artist doing all the NBA logos with, like, Disney form? No. There's no. some really good ones. I have not. Really good ones. Like th He just posted right now the Washington Wizards two hours ago. Um, so it's the Wizards logo, and then it has Disney in the Fantasia costume. No, I, I, so you're one of those. You get into the whole uniform thing, don't you? Well, I mean, it's something different right now. We don't necessarily see it. a t-shirt, play the game. The artist is PK Air Designs, and his followers have, have doubled, tripled in the last tw uh, 18 hours. So he did the Chicago Bulls. It was pretty much Pumbaa from The Lion King, but like, and it looked like a Chicago Bulls kind of uh, design, Pumbaa in red. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks has, um, man, what's his, the horse from, uh, from Toy Story. You know his name? No. Oh, it'll come to me. I can't think of it right a now. A horse from Toy Story. I got it. All right. So anyway, so like that's on the Dallas Mavericks logo. Uh, the Miami Heat have the, um, the Little Mermaid because it's looking like it's going through the hoop with the fins. Um, yeah, the artist doing a pretty good job with all these logos. The Lakers logo has like the Mickey ears in the background. Instead of the sun, it's the Mickey ears. Oh, gosh. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, they're, they're extremely creative. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, It's uh, I believe it's Pooh. And then it's the in the colors of the Memphis Grizzlies actual logo. Hmm. Guys have some pretty good designs. You gotta check it out. Uh, Timberwolves is a Stitch. Um, I saw the Chicago Bulls is Pumbaa. The Raptors is uh, Rex from Toy Story. Uh, Golden State Warriors. They made the city into the castle of Disney World. Oh God! Did they really? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Boston Celtics, instead of it being the leprechaun, it's uh, Mickey Mouse spinning the basketball. Uh, the cool. Milwaukee Ducks, uh, Milwaukee Ducks, the Milwaukee Bucks has Bambi instead of a deer. Okay. Uh, Charlotte Hornets is actually Dumbo. And I said the Miami Heat was uh, Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Correct. That's all he has done right now. Oh, look, I have the magic. The magic is the basketball. And then on top of the, um, instead of it being like the, like the, the, the stars and stuff that go from behind the ball, it's the, the hat from Fantasia, which fits. 
and then the Clippers is the logo from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Because the Clippers, you know, a Clipper is a ship. You? Yes, I got it. That I understand. Very fitting. Very good. He's not done with them. Like, we're still missing a few teams. But he's been coming out with them little by little and then just posting them up. Well, very unique. Very uh, very creative. I'm just, I'm taken aback as to how into it you are. It's, it's beautiful to see how into it you are. You're so ecstatic and happy when you talk about this. Well, I mean, I'm filling airtime. You're uh, posting about birds, so I'm talking about this. I'm finished posting about the bird. I'm just listening to you in awe. You say I'm become a zoologist. I'm not the one that has a an animal visiting him every week. Great job by uh, by Disney and the NBA to get a partnership together to finish the season off. You're over. really into this. I, yeah, I've never know. heard you report so eloquently about something. Like, <laughs> this is incredible. Did you practice this yesterday? No, I didn't. I'm in awe. I'm quiet because it's I'm coming very generic. Uh, I mean, I did come a bit subdued this morning. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Uh, I haven't delivered. No, you seem very flustered. It seems like the I'm cats are like just... running around your neighborhood and like not letting you sleep at night. No, it's not even that. It's just, you know, there's some days that you're going to be better than others. There's some days I'm pissed off today. What am I not pissed off? But I'm pissed off today. It's the norm around here. I'm always pissed. It's like whatever. Besides, that's the norm around here. My wife wants to go to the zoo, bro, and I told her no because I have to wear a mask. The zoo! The zoo's already really hot. Yes. The zoo here in Miami, it gets extra. I mean, it's really, 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 really hot. I told her I'd rather go to the Frost Museum or something. So what's the idea behind going to? Well, we were supposed to go on our vacation. We were supposed to go out of town. Uh-huh. Finally got her off of that. So we're not going anywhere. So now you're going to have to do So now thing. she wants to do activities around the city. You're screwed. I'm screwed, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the zoo. You're going to the zoo, Frank. I don't mind the zoo, but I mind you, being in the zoo with it's the mask. Jen. I run one of those bikes and we go bike around the zoo. Well, that's good. What about Addison? What happens to her? Addison will sit in the little in the car seat in the inside oh, of the bike. Good. Yeah, you got the benches. You gotta get one of those white bikes. Addison. It'll be Jen. It'll be Ron McGill. <laughs> and hundred. And I'll take you Dania too, because Dania will get me access. Oh, she works there, doesn't she? Remember, she works there. So I'll I'll try to get some So Daniel will join the party, and then it'll just be all of you having a good hot time. Hey, man, having access at the zoo is pretty cool, bro. I went to one of these brew at the zoos not too long ago. So. And I have a friend that had a girlfriend that worked at the zoo, right? I'll tell you this. And every, bro, she was holding this big-ass parrot. Everybody wanted to come up and hold the damn parrot. She kept telling everybody, no. My wife comes up, we're like, hey, Heather, how are you? Here, you guys want to hold the parrot? We're like, yeah. Everybody was hating on us because we were holding that damn parrot. So ask me when was the last time I went to the zoo. When was the last time you went to the zoo? 1978. You're lying. Bronx Zoo. You're lying. You've never been to, to what is it called, Metro Zoo or I've whatever? I've never been to Metro Zoo. I think it's called Zoo Miami now. To be no, honest. it's called Zoo Miami. It used to be Metro Zoo. Now it's Zoo Miami. I'm old school. Though. I used to live right next to Zoo Miami. I have never been to the zoo. Well, Everybody in my house has been to the zoo multiple times. I've never been to the zoo. Every time there's a zoo trip... I find something to do. I don't know how the Bronx Zoo is. I mean, Bronx okay, Zoo is so the best zoo in the world. Let me ask so. you a question. So is the Bronx Zoo like the way that they had it like in Madagascar that like everybody's like in a little cage? Uh. Oh, that's see, that's cool. So you actually see the animals when you go. Yeah. Okay, so here you go to the zoo and and, and you, you sit in an exhibit or an animal exhibit for 10 minutes and eight out of the 10 minutes you're trying to find where the damn animal is. Yeah, no, this is not Animal Kingdom, uh, Kilimanjaro, Safari. So there's too much space for them. Yeah. 
Well, they need it, but then LeBron Zoo is kind of a little bit of a captive environment. So what do they do with the animals after all the people leave? They stay in those cages? I have not ever spent an evening in the Bronx Zoo, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know, like, we can get the guy from the Bronx Zoo on the air if you want. Yeah, I'm going to go look for the zookeeper at the Bronx Zoo. After our procedures of the Bronx okay. Zoo, I have no clue, I'm bro. curious, be like, because your zoo sounds great. I'm, yeah, your animals are captive and all, but your your zoo sounds great. Here at Zoo Miami, it's garbage. <laughs> Go call Ron. Go tell him to change things up. Uh, all jokes aside, Ron McGill is an awesome guy. He sure is. He's really cool. I ran into him at the Fuddruckers out west, and he engaged in conversation. I was like, sorry, man, I'm not trying to take up your time. You're putting lettuce on your burger. Like that, huh? Like that. Like, I was like, hey, man, you're Ron McGill. He's like, yeah, I hear you lettuce tart all the time. You're a funny guy. I was like, oh, thanks. I tried. Engaged in full conversation. I'm like, Ron, look, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> you I'm continue putting lettuce on your moment. burger. It happens to my boss with Dan Marino. With me, it happens with Ron McGill. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Funny enough, I... My wife goes, who was that guy? I go, that's Ron McGill from the zoo. She's like, oh, I've seen that guy in the news. Yeah, that's, that was Ron McGill. Mm-hmm. Are you taller than him? Because he's tall. No, he's taller than me. I had to look up. One of the few times Jesus in my life Christ. that I've had to look up at somebody. Holy man! Made me feel like a child, man. <laughs> the guy is huge. You had to look up at him? Yeah, I'm six two and a half. Yeah, look, eight. I got your six two right here. You don't have the cameras on, do you? No, I don't actually. <laughs> you don't think I'm six two? No, you're like six four, Frank. No, I'm like six three. Frank. I'm Frank. Right. We'll uh, I'm not gonna do the measuring. Why not? Because you're six four. I'm not six four. You are six. Okay, you know where I'm six four? In an NBA media guide, because they all lie about their height. I mean, they're really like 6'2". That's a funny line, but you're 6'4". <laughs> I know what 6'4 looks like. You're 6'4". You know what you really are? You're 6'3 half, which allows you to say you're 6'4". You really are 6'3 half. Maybe. I'm very good at this. My dad's 6'4", and I look up to my dad. So maybe. No, you don't. I do look up to no, my dad. No, you don't. The only reason you look up to him is because he's your dad. Ugh. You do not look up to your dad. I was going to say, you don't know, but yeah, multiple times you've stood next to both of us, so yes. Yes. But I do look up to my dad. Oh, he's that good for you. My dad's 6'4". Your dad, and and your dad could have a half inch on that, he's not saying it. You are 6'3 and a half. I'm telling you you're 6'3 and a half, and you don't even listen to me. And how many times have I said something, you've done this, and then when you go back, you're like, dude, you were right. (laughs) Dude, I don't know how you knew, but you were right. How the hell, bro? Like, are you kidding me? No. I don't get it with you. How is it you do that stuff? <laughs> You're going to have that moment again. Six, three, and a half. That's six, two on my license. I don't care what you're like. Your license, <laughs> you were shorter. <laughs> you grew an inch and a half since you got your license. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's a lot of people under. I know the reason I say this is because a lot of people undershoot their own height. So how do you measure yourself? Well, I think it was the last time I went to the doctor. It's there's a lot of stuff there that I'll stop talking about. It's this boring radio topic, but you're six three and a half. Okay. Six three and a half. I'll take. Hey, I'll take it, man. Trust me when I tell you. I like saying I'm six two because I go six deuce. So you don't even feel comfortable saying six four, but you could because I don't you're think six I'm three there. and a half. I don't but, think I'm there. So say you're six three. But you're I'm comfortable st- saying I'm six four. I'm comfortable six. saying I'm six six, but I'm not there. You're six three. Call yourself six three because you don't like the half. And you know if the half's a, if the half's a quarter of an inch, then you're cheating. So call it six three, but you're not six two. I'm just I'm I'm, a, I'm letting you know this right now. Okay, I'm gonna try to do some measurement somewhere. I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. 
You'll see. You're going to come back to me and say, damn, Larry, you were right. Play baseball, you morons. God bless. So, so disheartening. Um, You know, when we come back, the other thing that I'm worried about is football. Aren't you worried about football? Not really, not necessarily. Why? Because I haven't had any reason to really doubt that they're going to be coming back. Like, I'm more, I'm more worried about college football, to be honest. If you're going to ask me which one I'm more worried about, I'm probably more worried about college football. Even though teams started, I think the U returned to campus yesterday. But I don't know if there's going to be a season because just because the U's back in football doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to have football because all the campuses have to open. I got you. I, I still think if one plays, the other plays. Can't I, say that, man. One's college and one's at, uh, the pros. Like, the pros is easier to, for them to play because they're already men. There's no liabilities and stuff like that with them. Did you hear of uh, Carlos Hyde? No, what did he say? Had a, had a comment relevant to Kaepernick, his former teammate back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um. He feels like uh, the league would be showing that they're serious about doing something to improve issues with racial inequality by getting him back in the league. I I don't disagree. You know that you have a better case of telling me that why isn't Cam Newton on the football team than you are to talk to me about Colin Kaepernick. You're right. Because I will totally respect the reason, the drive, the inspiration behind the actual protest. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can deal with that. I don't have a problem with it. I'm good. I just have to remind people how bad a quarterback he was towards the tail end of his career. He wasn't good. Like, guys, let's get off this crap. He wasn't good. Cam Moon's a lot better than Cap was when Cap had to say goodbye. Why you want to talk about racial inequality and you want to have a hmm moment? Things that make you say hmm. Why isn't Cam Newton signed? How many years removed from being an MVP? He was better and still is better. I do agree with you there, but you don't think there's a team out there that would take Cap as a as a backup at least? What for? You don't think he shows talent in order to be, uh, be able not to, to be, be a backup? backup I don't. I don't think so. Not a starter. I don't think he's a starter. I don't think he's a backup. He hasn't played in the league in five years. Well, there's that. But it's, I think that I think I, reason, I'd rather I think have Cam why, Newton as a backup. How but, about that? But I think there's a reason with the whole back and forth part of it was that teams don't necessarily want to give him an opportunity because of all the the media attention that comes behind Kaepernick. It's not like he's a quiet guy. He's they're a guy that's going to be very outspoken, and that, that, in, that, that brings in a lot of attention. They're entitled to take that position, too. I know. He's entitled to take his position. They're entitled. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be unfair but that hurts, for the team to that take a position that they don't want that on their team. When has that ever benefited a player to be vocal like that? Unless they're that's like the an issue. ultimate superstar, it's the only time it really benefits a player or it gets left alone. But if the player's not all that great, Players that are outspoken like that, even in companies, people that are outspoken like that are usually pushed off to the side until they finally fade away. Also, the other thing was Cap was good for a minute, right? He had one season for a minute. It was the game planning around them, yeah, and then it was then it started dwindling away. The same the same thing with Tebow. It was the game planning around them, and Tebow had the defense in order to hold oh, them up. Cap was better than Tebow. Cap was better than Tebow. I'm not comparing the two of them, but it was the same same game planning. 
Um, yeah, I'm more on the thing with Cam Newton. Like, how is Cam Newton unemployed? That's the one that bugs me. Again, another good point to me. That's the one that you make a good point. Another outspoken guy, full of ego, doesn't necessarily mesh well with people in the locker room. So that's probably giving teams a kind of a way of being like, I don't know if I want this guy part of my For completely different reasons, there could be teams that don't want him around. For completely different reasons. For the record, I'd love to have him around. I wouldn't mind him. I'd love to have him around. I know that everybody loves Fitzpatrick, but, but you find a way to get that guy? Why not? The problem with Cam, though, is that he has to be your starter. Yes, yes. I he has to be your starter. I, I think ego's going to be too big. His ego, he'd be the best quarterback. If the Dolphins signed him, he'd be the Dolphins' best quarterback the moment he signed. So he'd start. I don't have a problem with that. Why isn't he on a team? There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Why isn't he on a team? He has some muertos getting signed for backup roles, but that guy doesn't get a deal? Come on, man. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Does it make sense to you? No. Yeah. That, that's what you're going to get me more, Carlos Hyde. Let's talk in today's football. I'm not talking about 2014, kid. It's a long time ago, man. Just because, uh, just because Frank Gore is still in the league doesn't mean that, you know, a lot of those players that play with Cap still are as well. It's not. Everybody, all this indignance and all this, oh, I played with Cap. Good for you. He made that stand four years ago. I'm not looking at his stats, but I think he was already on the decline when this happened. Because I think his his shining moment was either 14 or 15. I'm going to be forced to look it up, aren't I? You know what I mean? I just, that's the one thing that I think gets lost in all of this is not understanding what kind of football player he really was. And if you look at Cap's stats, um, Cap did his damage in in 13. <laughs> he was 12-4 and four in 13 as a starting quarterback. He had a good season, even though his team went 8-8 eight and eight and 14, and then it was downhill. He won three of his last uh, 19 starts. Going 3-16 and 16 in his last 19 starts. Not a good quarterback. Oh, well, his team sucked. Oh, but so did he. Yeah. I know he didn't have a great season, which led to him getting him benched. So did he. <laughs> There's a reason why they benched him. So I... Um, that's fine. I got it. You know, I, I'm i not trying to be a jerk about it. The one thing he did well was protect the football. He was pretty good at protecting the football as a quarterback. Big he didn't guy. throw a lot of picks, um, you know. And he's deceivingly big because he looks lanky or whatever. He's 6'4". He's yeah. um, but at the end of the day, I don't, you know, if you were, if you were on the decline in 2014 and 15, like, in 2021, what in the world are you going to do? What What are we thinking about here? Are we making a social statement? Or are we making any sense about signing a, a backup quarterback? And then all you have to do is look at Cam's numbers. Remarkable to think that Cam may, may have had a bad season last year, right? Well, he didn't play last year. I'm sorry, in 2018. 
because he was hurt last year. I forgot. Um, does he come back? Can he do the job? But whatever you say, even in a bad season, dude's completing like 68% of his passes. Um, he, too, is not half bad at protecting the football. He, he brings a, a dynamic that's wide. He is a little bit up and down. He had good seasons. He had bad seasons. His teams were either, you know, he was either under 500 or he was, you know, well on his way to marching through the playoffs. It, it was never somewhere in between. Like you never saw him go nine and seven or ten and six. I mean, it was he went fifteen and one one year, twelve and four another year, eleven and five one year, and then other years he you know six and eight as a starter, seven and nine. So it's it's feast or famine with him. But you can't tell me that that guy's not more ready to get a contract in the NFL than Kaepernick is because he is. So I'll I'll just I'll keep it to that. His last season that he played a lot of football, he improved drastically in his completion percentage. Reinvented himself kind of as a quarterback. I'd take him. I don't understand why someone else doesn't take him. That's the question you gotta you got to ask yourself. That's the one where you got to tell yourself, hey, listen, you know, you're not on. I can't hear you. With those numbers, you still take him as a starter, though? Over Kaepernick, yes. I take him as, oh, a, yeah. as a backup over Kaepernick. Oh, what and about Fitzy? Fitzy I have a, lo have a love-hate relationship with Cam Newton. I appreciate his talent. He already Fitz already has that repertoire and that 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 chemistry. I, I used a bad team. example with the Dolphins because I happen to like Fitzy very much. But I'm just saying, in the general scope, it's 30 damn teams or 32 teams. You're gonna tell me there's not one team? that does not require the services of a quarterback. 32 teams is not one team. But it's, bro, I need, I need an arm. I'm sure there's a team that needs a quarterback. I bet you if I look up. Bro, if Joe Flacco is still a backup quarterback, why isn't Cam Newton a didn't he get a uh, Didn't he get he's a, a deal with the Jets? Yeah, he's a Jet now. Think about that for a second. So Joe Flacco got a contract with the Jets. Remember, Joe Flacco went to Denver. It was a failed experiment, and he still able, he was still able to grab another thing. When everybody said that Joe Flacco going to Denver was a bad move because Joe Flacco's done, and Flacco that he proved everybody right. Failed experiment in Denver. Now he's still a backup quarterback. Just signed another deal this this past offseason. May twenty seventh, he signs with the Jets. He agreed the terms five days prior, but he signed on the twenty seventh. So really. That guy's better than Cam Newton? Maybe, more, maybe Cam's more expensive. Okay, I got it. I totally get it. Um, there hasn't been a lot of the movement, I guess, because of the COVID. So maybe there's still, we have to wait and see what's going to happen. But, but again, I, I can't logically sit here and because of a, of a need to make a social point do something that goes against my sports savvy. And I had this argument a few months ago with my best friend, and I generally don't shut him up. So we started getting into this back and forth. I said, listen, man, he, and you know, he came at me with the, well, we know you didn't like it. When he, I go, well, I already corrected myself on that. I go, now you need to correct yourself on another notion is, I'm fine with what he was doing and why he was doing it. I wouldn't do it, but I'm fine if he does it because I don't really care if he does it. But in the grand scope of it all, are they coming to get you or me, Frank? Uh, I think it's me. 
getting a little nervous. Wow. Uh, but in the grand scope of it all, say what you will about whatever he did on a knee. Uh, on two feet under center, he sucked, especially towards the end. And he was like, you can't say that. And I said, look. And then my brother-in-law was there. He told him, look. <laughs> Jose, he was pretty bad towards the end. You, you need to go look at it. And he went to start arguing. I said, I'm not going to say anything else. And I just, boom. And I gave him the phone. I said, take a look for yourself. I, and I used a 3 and 16. I love that stat. I, mean, I gave you the rock. You're the starter, right? Mm -hmm. And the last 19 times I gave you the rock, I lose 16. Like, there's a lot of guys in the NFL who lose their job for that. Yeah. A lot of, well, that's what happened. He lost his job. So do I think he got a bit of a raw deal? That was the time where he would have gotten another job somewhere else, but because he became a pariah, nobody wanted him. That's not me giving you an opinion. That's me telling you what happened. And an owner's entitled to employ whoever he wants. It's unfortunate. It's wrong. Morally, to a certain degree, it's wrong. If you want that guy, get him. Don't worry about his voice or what he has to say. One thing shouldn't have to do with another, but that's the world we live in. You affect bottom lines with stuff like that. So sometimes that's the price you pay. But on the tip of whether or not he was a good enough quarterback to actually earn the job, going 3-16 and 16 in his last 19 starts says it all. On the other side, more of the same. We'll keep this continued just like Sammy Sosa likes it. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Hey, this is Tiki Barber. You're listening to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. All right, we're back here. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM one four five eight thirty. We'll be joined by Miami Dade County Commissioner Esteban Bobo. Um, we're gonna get to the bottom of this feral cat syndrome, aka <clears throat> the Holy Cat Lady. <laughs> I'm going to be eloquent. Well, I'm sure you're prepared for this. He's my dude. He's going to remember you right away? Of course, Stephen. He's my dude. He is my dude in the sense that politicians have a tough job, right? They can't make everyone happy. I tend to get disappointed with them more than ever because sometimes they'll get a direct promise, and it's hard to get them to follow through on it. <clears throat> Steve's kind of not that guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's because I get along with him uh, but he did that before I knew him, knew him, right? So I just think it's kind of who he is. Um, that's why I like going to him. Now, he's my commissioner. I have another guy that I go to all the time. That's my dude is Pepe Diaz. Mm -hmm. uh, and Pepe would love something like this. Pepe used to like to go on the radio. Pepe, you'll see Pepe all the time on TV. Pepe's a cool dude. Isn't that who they named that bridge that goes over the 836 after? No, I think that's somebody else. Oh, I could have sworn it says Pepe Diaz bridge. Whatever. It could be wrong. So, I think Steve's going to give us a good insight on this. I know what the statutes are. He doesn't have to repeat them to me. Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking to make him understand or at least make how this is affecting a group of people. I've got to imagine. I haven't even gone to what is the south side of the adjacent block to the church on the other side because I'd have to imagine they are encountering some cat, feral cat problems as well. Um, I've had more than one person tell me to entice them and cage them. What good is that going to do? Start catching them. Start getting rid of them. Call animal control. They can't do anything about it. What do you mean? If I catch them, what do they do? I have to take them the cat. Here's the best part. They will spay and neuter the cat, and I have to pick up the cat. Yep. So if there's a animal problem, mm. animal control, which is supposed to take care of the animal <sighs> problem, won't come out and catch these felines and do something about it. That's why we're gonna. Have so, a what's the purpose with, of animal control? But they do other things. Remember, dogs play a big role in what they do. Cats are not supposedly considered nuisances, but in this case, they are. Buy two big dogs. Somebody started telling me, "Oh, take a bunch of pictures." Not to take any pictures, man. What you gotta do is bust that lady feeding forty cats one morning. Buy two big dogs and let them loose. Your cat problem will go away. Then you have a dog problem. <laughs> I guess. There's a dog problem. There's shit all over the lawn, and what? That doesn't do any good. Yeah. The floodlights. But that doesn't get rid of the cats. The cats don't care about that. that that's what I'm saying. That won't Everything that I've read up that's supposed to repel them, they laugh at at this point. <laughs> Some Hialeah cats. They don't care, man. It's a different breed of so, cats over there. again, I'm not... Listen, I'm not even implying... Um, getting rid of them in a say goodbye to your life way. Yes, I'm not. Oh. I'm not saying that. I know in you're. In fact, not. I understand they roam. This is how the world is. You're gonna stop cats. Cats are gonna roam everywhere. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the pure evidence of that. There's a woman who feeds them on this property. Now I have a problem. Yes. Because if she comes to feed them on my property, I get the bleep off my property. You're not allowed to feed them on my property. So he's him being the padre of the church is complicit in all of this, and he's cool with it. But there's some ramifications to that that I don't think is fair to people who do pay taxes. They don't pay taxes. And I respect that they have a church, they have a service on Sunday, and they live their life and we live ours. We've never really had an issue until now. And this has been going on for years. We've been tolerant. When I told the neighbors it was 40 cats they fled. No one realized it was that many cats. Because I'm sure people, you just kind of just deal with it or like see it or whatever. You're like, bro, where are all these cats coming from? We, there's the, the one with the white streak. There's the all black. So we had six, seven, eight cats figured out is what we thought they were. There's a new little one now. Like 40 is not that. So I'm convinced that that's the congregating point and there's others spread in other sections of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. This is a big church, and there's adjacent blocks to either side. Yeah, so the, bar, the, South the church and turns north. into Central Park. Yes. So I even think the adjacent block to mine that's north, they too run into problems. And again, I, we made a big joke about it, but the, the, ab, the absolute bunny ranch mentality that they carry on the side of my house a few times <laughs> a week is alarming. Um, See, I thought that's why you were frustrated and couldn't get any sleep. Well, if they're howling and scowling in the evening, yeah, it does get a little difficult to get some sleep, I would say. It's a little difficult.
But uh, I think the other problem is, is when you walk out of your house and, and you smell their, their bowel movements and you look over to your, your gardening and it's all messed up because they think it's a kitty litter box. No, man, at that point, whatever. Don't get me wrong. You stop feeding them, there's going to still be something going around. But they go look for food. Yeah, they'll start disappearing little by little because they're going to have to find a new source of food. They look little for by little, food. they're going to start spreading uh, you're away. You're going to feed them? Why don't you feed them by your house, lady? Why don't you feed them in front of your house? So that's the issue I have. And what I'm hoping I can generate from this is that the, the office contacts the church to explain to them that there's been... And I will let Mr. Bovo know that there are... I absolutely have a dozen homeowners ready to complain about this. They have had it. And I think that's more than enough to make someone turn their head and go, well, what's going on? Why are there so many homeowners complaining about this? Everybody on your block is in cahoots? Yes. So you have gone, you've gone to every door and spoken to every neighbor on that block? We've been dealing with this for years. Do you even know every neighbor on that block? Yeah, of course. That's crazy. We've been on that block forever. So I, I have one. Now, the person next to me, haven't spoken to them. They rent, so they don't have a right. Uh-huh. Uh, their neighbor, I actually don't know. It's the only person on the block I don't know. You don't, have a, you don't have a right to complain if you rent? Wouldn't you be able to complain to the landlord? To the landlord, and then the landlord would you know, I'm friends with the landlord. I can call the landlord and say, hey, yo, we're having this problem. And I'm exactly. sure he'd say, sure, I'll say yeah, whatever you want. So, like, whatever. But <laughs> what I have, what I have, what I know that I have, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I easily have 10. And there's, I'm saying 12 because I know there's five or six more I haven't talked to that I can just easily say, hey, this is the problem we're having. Plus, when you say a dozen, it sounds better. It's a round number. Because mm-hmm. a dozen could be 15, a dozen could be 11. But it is what it is. So we're going to get this out in the open with Steve Bobo, Esteban Bobo, commissioner, Miami-Dade County commissioner, by the way. Uh, he has an initiative he wants to talk about as well, does he not? Frank? Yeah, he's uh, part of the summit, uh, the census, so he's the 2020 census, so he's going to be talking about that. I have a curious question about the census. Have you done the census? Uh, my wife did it. So am I a bad boy for not doing the census yet? Am I supposed to do my own? I thought she did. <sighs> no, I think you do it for a household. Okay, so we're good. Yeah, I haven't done that. Have your wife do it. She'll tell me to do that one. That's, <laughs> that, that one falls on my auspices. Give it to the, the, other, the other adult in your house. Welcome to adulthood. No, I Fill this it. out. I got it. I got it. I prefer she wash dishes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the heavy load of filling out the census that I'm four months late in doing. <laughs> right on time, Milian. Right on time. <laughs> Oh, boy, I tell you. Just like turning in grades, right? Just the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on time. So I shouldn't admit this, but, you know, I don't do that on purpose, right? But this last time. <laughs> you did it on purpose this last well, time? Well, I was annoyed because it became a stigma. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Now, hold on. I never complain about the fact that for us to have, the time spent on one grade for us, to me, is longer than time spent on one grade for any teacher in this building. Like, right. I think it involves difference. So then we have to get into some subjective grades to round the entire lot out. Um, it's a little frustrating for us to do grades, and us meaning me. <laughs> well, me too. Well, you set the things up, and you get the listeners, and whatever, but but to have to deal with the grade book and go crazy with the grade book is nuts. It's even in the simplest of moments, it takes you hours to maneuver through that. 
This time I was very organized, Frank. I had all my ducks in a row. And you still turned it in late. I didn't turn it in late. I turned it in on time. Oh, look at you. But here's what happened. So you know you have to upload it. We use a system to upload mm. the grades, right? So that's a system. I always do that here in the building. This deadline happened to be a deadline that was later in the evening. So I said, I'll just do it at home. Uh -oh. I wasn't necessarily sure how to access that drive Ooh. from remote because I wasn't on the, oh boy. Panic started setting in. <laughs> I had everything ready and I'm looking, I go, okay, I got 40 minutes. I got to figure this out. This shouldn't take that long. 40 minutes became 30 minutes. 30 minutes became 20 minutes. Oof. I was like, oh God, this isn't really happening. And then finally, I, because I got logged in. I couldn't find the folder. Oh. And you know that in our thing, we have folders hidden within. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been in our yes, drive. Yes, I have. It's very it's difficult. To, it's yeah. very frustrating to find things. Um, I found it. I put everything in. I had about five minutes to spare. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you see what I mean about this? This is like, whoosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we will talk to Steve about this. I refuse to back down from this. So I don't want to be a jerk, okay? But am I being petty with the signs on the grass? I don't think you're being petty on the signs. Because I need to determine what I'm trying to determine is if that's their property. Or if that is also, e you know, easement property. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like you said, like you tried to put a ribbon around the tree that commemorates the tree that was struck. I'm sorry, but you're right next to. Yeah, it was right, right next to where he died. Like someone keeps cutting it and someone keeps cutting it. So you don't understand why someone would keep cutting that ribbon that would signify someone's life. Yeah, it's usually when they cut the grass. Right. And then that eyesore sitting there without any signage, whatever, is just the frame of the sign. Yeah, I agree with you. Kind of messed up. And there's still two hall rental signs there that, in theory, if that's not his property, he shouldn't be putting it there. So He puts it there because it's easier to see, obviously. Oh, I'm going to get petty now. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, he got petty. Issue, you, know? you witnessed his pettiness right, with, with one the of the parades the and the moving of the cars where we... I don't know. When you went to the one you went, was it already tapered off saying yeah, private property? Well, we used to park in the back to do the parades on the block. It was kids on the block, and they had different parades throughout this entire quarantine. Yeah, I missed the first one. I saw that on Instagram that I saw how How difficult is it? Why do you have to be such a jerk? No one's hanging out and having a tailgate party in your parking lot. It's evident that everybody's lining up, and then they're just going to drive from there. Your church is empty. There's no one in your church. What does it matter to you that we're doing this? Why can't you be a friendly neighbor? No, you can't. you got to be a jackass. So you want to be a jackass, then I'm going to be a jackass in return. And I'm going to be a jackass. Actually, I do a much better job of being a jackass than he does. I think. So I will be belligerent, but I'm looking for a peaceful solution. I think the peaceful solution, not a verbal, I don't want, okay, she'll stop feeding him because we've done that through the association before. See, I didn't mention that part. This complaint has been lodged through the association. And one of the defenses was, oh, well, this is private property. I just marvel at that stuff. So remember, Frank, I can't say any bad words to Steve. 
You know what I mean? I have to keep it on the up and up. Mm-hmm. So I'll behave. But I need answers. I need answers. And more than anything, I don't think I could actually do the DJ thing on that easement because that's still, like, that's still, might even be a little sacrilegious. Now, my mother-in-law's backyard with tripods putting the speakers really high. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're on your property. At the end of the day, you're having a party at you and your property. Absolutely. Nobody needs to know why you're playing the music. And then by the, and we can get creative and we can run. I can get 100, 200 feet of XLR cable. And we can run speakers in different positions and backyards along the side. And we can really just make this fun. We could really have a blast doing it. And don't get me going. I'll do it on a Sunday. Is that wrong? Is that petty? I'll do it on a Sunday. Do it on a Sunday because that's, that's when you know that the traffic is flowing through the church. That's when you have to do it. You have to make it a nuisance for them the way it's a nuisance for you. Period. Punto y aparte. I'm definitely looking for the peaceful. I'm looking for the peaceful out on this. I don't want to have to resort to that. No, you're doing the peaceful way. You're throwing a party while it's going on. The cats are annoying you. I'm sorry, I'm playing music during one of your sermons. God's going to bother you. The same way it is petty. It is petty. I don't care. I play petty. I'm team petty. The same way that my music is bothering one of your sermons is the same way that the cats that the lady's feeding on your property is bothering my lawn. Unfortunately for you, you only have to deal with it for an hour. I have to deal with it 24-7. I like where this is going, Frank. I I like how we... uh... Yep, I like what we're doing here. Just saying. Me too. I love it. Can't wait to start seeing the videos. All right, we're going to break. Come back on the other side. It'll be Esteban Bobo, Miami-Dade County Commissioner. We're going to talk about the holy cat lady. Should I make this a chronicle? Nah. You'll have, you'll have the audio. You I'll have the audio. It. Okay, I could post it as a chronicle later. Post the podcast on your story. Get people to go to the podcast. There you go. Yeah, but I do the IGTV chronicle thing. Well, you can always get that. I believe you can upload that as a as, as they And then can they keep watching? Right. And they, they, we can do that. Only it's an audio thing. Yeah. We can work that out. Mm-hmm. We can do that. We can make that happen. Is this a peaceful protest? <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> Richard! Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really 
That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the eagle. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Meet Ingrid, fiery spirit, carrying grandma, proud trucker. I've logged more than four million miles in my truck. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. I was driving outside of Ohio when a gentleman stopped suddenly in front of me. But it takes my 80,000 pound truck 200 yards to stop. I'd given myself extra room, but it's not a chance worth taking. It's, it's our roads. roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> 
You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you were going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Big Papi David Ortiz. You're listening to Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. <laughs> We're back here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. Moments will have Miami-Dade County Commissioner Esteban Bobo joining us, and we're going to get to the bottom of a couple of things relevant to um, <clears throat> cats are dealt with um, and what animal control can and can't do with these cats. Uh, I've been pretty vocal about the situation I'm having in our neighborhood. Um, we believe, you know, that there's kind of something that's not fair that's going on. And no one's being, you know, there's no accountability to what it is. And in the interim, what ends up happening is, is we have absolute feral chaos in our neighborhood with, with, with dozens of cats roaming around and doing all sorts of things to our property. Um, 
I don't think it's right. I know that obviously cats are going to be cats. Um, you know, but there's obviously, I, I, there's, there seems to be a little bit of a loophole here, right? There seems to be something that's sliding through the cracks. And in the process, you have, you know, a dozen homeowners who pay good taxes in Miami-Dade County that are being negatively affected by some old lady who thinks she's doing a service by doing this. So I wanted to get the man on with me. This is a guy that, like I told you earlier on the show, Frank, um, you know, when it, I don't like to stereotype, but people like to stereotype about politicians in general. And this guy is a man of service. I've known him for years. Um, he has never failed to deliver. So whenever I've asked him for something, he has delivered each and every time. He does it better than anyone I know at that. And I'm not saying that because he's coming on my show because you've heard me talk about him before. Um, Miami-Dade County Commissioner Esteban Bobo joining us here on Good Morning Amigos. Steve, how are you doing, my brother? You're doing well, man. Good to hear your voice and hope everybody's doing safe and keeping safe. Everybody is keeping safe, and we always thank you for uh, for what you've done, not just in our community, but obviously, you know, on a personal level. When I came to you at one of our darkest times, you you responded like a champ, like you always do. And I figured that, you know, I, I, I think you've come on because you know I don't ambush, but I do have a very curious question that's going on, and it's going on in your district, believe it or not, and I've done the homework, I've looked things up, and... I'm sort of screwed unless I come to someone like you and I talk about it. And I also imagine that this is happening in neighborhoods around the county, not just in mine. So I live adjacent to a church, a very big church that you see off the Palmetto. And in that church, uh, there seems to be a collection of feral cats. And over the years, it's become a very big nuisance to the adjacent blocks on the south and the north of this church. And I happen to live on the block that's on the north of this and, you know, at all hours of the evening, they are being, a, 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 you know, a noise nuisance and they destroy property and they, you know, they defecate around. And obviously stray cats are a part of life, but we've always wondered why it's been at this point. And then last week I caught, uh, there seems to be an old lady, I have kiddingly named her the holy cat lady, um, <laughs> where she apparently had creates a buffet that rivals Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, Steve. And it stretches across the backyard of four to five houses. And when I caught her, I there must have been 40-plus cats being fed at 6 o'clock in the morning. I've tried to catch her since several times. I can't catch her. Um, ironically, they have the rope chains on this church because it's a private property. Um, but there's a grass easement that I don't believe is private property. There's also a grass easement in front where they seem to put their own collection of things and they're not allowed to do that. And it just calls to question. Obviously, there are no, unless it's a public park, there's not a lot you can do about feral cats. But I, I'm annoyed that the, no, the notion of feeding these cats continue having them roam in our areas. And I think they would, I'm not asking them to be taken away, I'm asking for them to stop being fed. And they're being fed on this property. What does a man like me do? I have gone to Instagram. I've made a big joke about it because that's what radio hosts do. But in all, in all seriousness, our entire block believes it's a nuisance. And I am speaking on behalf of our entire block. Everyone's pretty angry at the church for doing this. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it happens in quite a few neighborhoods uh, where folks... Uh, actually, it's funny you say that because it happens in my neighborhood. I... Uh, I live near the old uh, kennel um, 
for uh, different dog tracks, and since they don't race anymore, uh, the the cats have now taken over where the dogs used to be. And uh, same thing, I've got uh, a lady that kind of drives by and puts uh, uh, some food right on the sidewalks, um, and then we get cats coming from out of the woodwork, right? And in fact, they know exactly when she's coming. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, it just you know they know when she's coming, going to come by, and then they all just start populating. Look, I think there's a couple of recourses you can have if you haven't done so already. And, and obviously, I'll, I'll give my number out now, 305-820-8424. Um, you know, you could call the Department of Animal Services. We have had an extensive program of trapping uh, cats, feral cats. Uh, we've had programs of uh, neutering these cats and then releasing them humanely. I mean, we don't, uh, you know, we've tried to reach a level in our um in our county where we're not killing animals. Uh, and that was product of the pet trust movement a couple of years ago. While they wanted to increase our property taxes, we kind of fought that back, but we realized that there was enough people out there that felt that this was a problem and we've dealt with it. Um, but if that hasn't given you any kind of recourse, uh, animal services, uh, please call me because then I w- I'd like to intervene on something like this because this is not a unique problem. It's not a unique problem to where you live. Uh, this is something that's going around uh, countywide. There are many people love animals. I love animals. I love animals too. But uh, yeah, but they do become a big nuisance. And the thing about cats is that they're almost like um, you know they're almost like uh, rabbits, you know, and uh, they have large litters, and uh, and then these things are like almost like little lions roaming our streets, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, please, call my office. If Animal Services hasn't resolved the problem or hasn't paid attention to it, by all means, and Animal Service does have the uh, the ability to go ahead and set traps for the dog, for the cats, I should say, that, uh, again, they would be uh, taken away and treated humanely. They put up for adoptions. Uh, they'll operate on them and sometimes release them back in the area. Uh, and then a feral cat obviously not populating or repopulating the area. So there are some recourses. The Animal Service first. Uh, by by all means, call my office. I'm going to zero eighty four twenty four. I'm going. I'm going to definitely call your office. Uh, as it wouldn't be the first time we'll work together in resolving a problem, yep. and I think I'm going to ha- have you help me deal with animal services on that. I was navigating through. They have a summer camp in the back with a jungle gym. So I said, okay, so it's not a Dade County Park, but now it's a park. Does that fall under the you know the, the law that says that you know you can't feed feral cats in a park? So my friend at Parks and Rec said, absolutely not, Larry. You're not going to get away with that. And I was like, that's fine. But at some point, our rights as residents, as taxpayers, are getting really impeded on and smushed because it's a lady who goes to the church and she thinks this is okay and she's been doing it for a while. Even through our association, we've gently complained and they've really, mm-hmm. you know, they've snooted at it and they do it now more than ever. So I was going to have a concert. I was going to uh, use the easement to my advantage. I was going to apply for for uh, for a permit, and I was going to have a concert. And so I was going to teach the people in the church what a noise nuisance can be, because we get it at three in the morning in the sides of our homes. And you know, I I it's I've been annoyed, and I know that I can take a real a satirical view on things as a radio host. But Steve, you know me on a serious level. Uh, yeah. It does upset me. And it's not the cats that upset me. It upsets me that the lady does this sneaking behind everyone's back. And she doesn't live on our block. It's not like a lady who lives the third house on the left. Like, this is someone from another community coming and raiding our community. And I don't appreciate that. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. The same in our area. Not a lady that lives in our our neighborhood. It's just somebody that, uh, you know, God bless her. She cares about animals, but the problem is she maybe she doesn't even understand the problem that she's creating for other people. But um, but yeah, look, by all means, uh, we'll help out. We'll help out. We'll talk to animal services and get you know see what we could do and, and help you remedy the situation. Miami Dade County Commissioner Esteban Bobo on the phone with us here on Good Morning Amigo. Another thing that is a topic that I know is near and dear to you, but it's actually a topic that is prevalent is uh, the census. Tell us a little bit about your role with the census. And I do have a question about the census, believe it or not. Sure, sure. Look, every every 10 years, we've got a federal responsibility. It's a law. So it's not something like it's, uh, hey, can you do this, please? It's something that you have to do. And, um, you know, the census um, goes back really into the Bible. It's, it's, it's ironic how God has asked Moses to call, count all the Jews that were coming out of Egypt to take a census. And uh, so the same thing now applies to us here. You know, um, this is something that's been going on since the founding of our nation to get a, a handle of how many people are living uh, are living in our nation. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the information that that the census provides, uh, and this is something critical I think people need to pay attention to, the information provided helps us uh, on a local government level uh, map out services for the next 10 years. So, you know, a population count is extremely important. As federal dollars get doled out, many of the funding formulas that they use precisely are tied to population. So, um, you know, if you care about education, transportation, housing, if you care about health care, well, now's your time to step up. Uh, because of COVID-19, they've extended the period. We were April 1st. Ironically, April Fool's Day is the due date. Now they've pushed it out to uh, Halloween, April 31st, as the due date. So it's extremely important that we get this thing done. Information is protected. They don't share it with the president, the Congress. No federal agency gets a hold of the information. The only thing that we, uh, we need is the data, how many people. Not that Larry filled it out, and Larry's accounting for how many people in his family. What we just need is the number, five people. Okay, we've got a couple of adults, a couple of kids. That's all we really need so that we could start going to the federal government and, and pleading our cases of, you know, how much money we need in our community. Uh, and, and, look, this is something that uh, probably short of voting is the, the most important thing we could do. And the impact is for 10 years. So whatever census population count we get attributed to now that will guide us for the next 10 years as we kind of map out the destiny of our county. So, you know, I, I keep asking folks and keep telling folks we're right now participating at about a 55% rate. That's really unacceptable. You know, we got to get into the eighties, you know, hopefully the nineties. And we've been planning this now for a year. We didn't count on COVID-19, uh, but people could do it online. They could do it, uh, you know, via phone. They could do it via mail. Uh, the most important thing is to get it done. It's really painless. It takes all of five minutes. And um, the impact, you're going to feel it for the next 10 years. Steve, I appreciate you jumping on the show with us. Uh, I really do. I know that this is kind of a marginal and silly thing. But, you know, like I said, for us radio hosts, we take things to heart and we 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 go off on tangents sometimes. And since this has affected me, you'd see my Instagram. I've been pretty vocal about it. Like I've, I, I call it the, the Holy Cat Lady Chronicles. And I'm on volume four already. And 
<laughs> I'm making a big joke about it, but seriously, I told Frank I'm looking for a peaceful solution to the problem, and and it sounds like you may have offered one where I don't even have to engage the people at the church, which I'm trying not to, to be very honest with you. I'm trying. You live. You you do you. We do us. But you got some old lady, you know, doing a, a buffet for forty cats. You know that creates a problem for no. us on the other side. Scratch cars, uh, landscaping issues, uh, bowel movement issues, amongst other things. It gets really bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, like, the, like I said, there's people out there that are not, they, they may not have a, an understanding of what the impact is uh, beyond just feeding the cat. And that's something that we just need to make them aware of. But like I said, we'll help out. I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you very, very much. Say hello to everybody in the office. Actually, I'll be in touch today or tomorrow, <laughs> for sure. Very good. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take Thanks. care, man. Take care. I was Esteban Bobo from Miami-Dade County Commissioner's Office. Told you he's the man. Everybody calls me Larry. You know they know me for a while. Yeah, I go, um, <laughs> Commissioner Bobo, thank you for joining us. Um, you're going to be speaking to our host, Larry the Amigo. And he goes, who's the host? I go, Larry the Amigo Melian. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not, but he knows. He The story I, I can quickly share before we go to break. We sat in a, we sat in a boardroom once. This was a few weeks after my father-in-law was struck and killed by a car on my block. And this is a very block that I feel has terrible lighting. And they haven't really eased the problem. But there's going to be an overall construction that's going to remedy the problem. So I've had to kind of shut up about it. Um, but at the time, I wanted to meet with FDOT immediately. And he made the meeting happen. Like, I'm not, you know, people, they take months to do things. My, like, he had been dead two weeks. And we were in a room talking about it with FDOT. And there's a lady from FDOT. Now, why I got upset was like it wasn't an 11th hour type of emergency meeting. So the head honcho that I wanted to talk to was scheduled to come and had to back out. But from that head honcho's office, they sent someone, some lady with stats and a clipboard. And I knew immediately what I was dealing with when I saw her. And um, she went over some stats about the number of cars that were driving in the area and the average speed. Because I guess they have satellites that gauged. I. Listen, I listened to her, I listened to her, and she rattled off stuff telling me that some of the stuff I thought was necessary for that road didn't warrant because it wasn't as traveled or as unsafely traveled as I said it was. Excuse me while I roll my eyes. I said to her, I said, are you done? I said, good, because now I'm going to talk. And I went off on a tirade, which I said what we would do was I wanted her or her boss or both of them, to come out to the corner of my house. And then I looked at Steve. I said, Steve, you can join us. I go, you, we have partnerships with Publix, don't we? He goes, yes. I go, let's get one of the Publix to donate a pig. I got my friends at Cajachina. They'll come out with the box. We'll spend four hours out there, just enough time to roast the pig. And when we're done, we can analyze numbers while we eat carne poico or pan con lechon. I go, we can all figure out that what you're telling me has nothing to do with the truth. I go, your numbers suck. I got numbers for you. I've lived in the house for up 10 years, and I have to pull in and out of that house every day several times. I know what I'm telling you. People fly by that road. So the lady was taken aback. Steve afterwards comes to me and goes, you're crazy, bro. <laughs> I go, do you know, you know those people at Publix that I asked for? He goes, of course I do. I go, if this gets stupid, I'm going to have the pig roast. So, you know, I'm always threatening a pig roast. I'm good at that. True story. He uh, that he got to see that I'm a little feistier than I look. 
He's my boy, bro. <laughs> he goes, you're crazy. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> I, it was the first laugh I had had in several weeks. I, I just, I didn't laugh at the moment. I laughed after. Yeah, yeah. Because I was very serious when I said it. I was very angry at the lady. I'm like, don't give me your numbers. I'm going to take your numbers back to your boss. Tell him, I got numbers for you. We're going to roast a pig. You want to take stats that day? That's fine. But you'll see with your naked eye what it, everything you need to see. People fly by the block. There's only one light. And the bottom line is you, you have several infractions on this road, which they did, by the way. And quietly, they're all going to get resolved with this new construction. It's amazing. I barely had to lift a finger. <laughs> ah, I love it when I can just take care of things that way. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. What's up, everybody? This is Spice Adams. Slam Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Coming up next, the youth here on Slam Radio. Are you trying to say something? Oh, I thought you were trying to say something. I'm uh, doing uh, pre-production meetings with the youth. I see that. Wonder what they're going to talk about today. Apparently, they have an interview lined up. They have an interview lined up. Who are they interviewing? <laughs> uh, I believe it's another youth from another school. So I think they're trying to get another youth perspective to it. Oh, I see. Who is this? Uh, who is this youth? It's uh, Fonz's daughter. Sabrina. Exactly. Here we go. All right, sounds good. Did you see the way that the high-speed chase finished? Yeah, they did what they usually do. They got him. He almost got away, though. Not nah, really. Not really? Not really, not really. No, but he tried to regain control of it. And then he flipped over. Well, yeah, because uh, he's got a Jeep. Didn't plan that one. Yeah. Well, you figure they <laughs> That had to happen at some point, right? Bro, once you once you get caught with the helicopter, man, there's no way out of it. This isn't Grand Theft Auto that you can hide in a parking garage and get away with it. Right. You can't let the stars deplete in real life, bro. Yeah, that goes down in flames. You get, it just doesn't work that way. I'll tell you what else doesn't work, Frank. Thinking that people have common sense. 
Oh yeah, Com- uh, common sense isn't that common. No, not not really. I am interested in making that call today to Bovo's office. They can set traps, huh? I told you, man. I had a feeling there was going to be something that animal control can do. What's the purpose of animal control if animal control can assist you with an animal problem? Go right to his office. You know, say, hey, look, this is the thing. This is the thing and the thing. And how are you going to catch 40 cats? How about we try to tell that lady to stop feeding them? That can be one thing that will possibly get them to fade away, but you're still going to have a cat problem. They're just not going to disappear just like that. There's other things that cats can eat that can, they can stay around their neighborhood, their, their, their recognizable area, their familiar area. Cats take care of mice. Like they, Cats help with the mice problem all the time. I don't know if there's a mouse problem by your house or a rat problem by your house, but long, long, long ago, we captured a cat. We, 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 we made it ours. And it helped us with the rat problem that we had with somebody next door that we had to deal with for many, many, many years. And finally, we got a cat, and within three months, that problem was solved. So if there's a mouse problem or a cat problem or even a lizard problem around your your area, it's going to take a lot longer for those cats to go away. These cats aren't benevolent like that. They're not looking out for my property against, against no. Well, they're not looking out for any property. If it's that one of those things are on your property, then they're going to go after one of those things. You have two options. Try to get rid of the lady. You can scare her off or go ahead and call um, the the office and then they can try to go ahead and go get something with animal control. I was worried about calling animal control because having the conversation with my wife yesterday, we were worried that they were just going to go ahead and just dispose of them. Inhumanely, that is. But I didn't know that there was that law a couple years ago that that they had taken care of. You capture them. They neuter them. The neutering obviously is helping the spread of more uh, feral cats, and then that way you can just kind of just hope that they just go away. Maybe they drop them off in a different neighborhood and then try to split them up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question, man. It's animal cruelty if you do damage to those animals, correct? Yes. So you can't do that. What are you gonna? What you, I'm not gonna. Of course, I would never do that. I'm, I'm setting a tone here. Relax. Okay. I would never do that. I'm, Whew, I got scared, man. Chill out. I'm not that. I'm not that dude. But so, it, how is it fair on the flip side? Like, when did the cat get more rights than this cat right here? Because forget the cat lady, forget the church, forget the feeding. Oh, I have the same problem, he tells me. So this is very common. Why is this so common? Like, why why is there a misunderstanding as to what? You don't feed the cats. But apparently, well, he said it. He has somebody in his neighborhood, too, so... It must not be a big enough problem in his neighborhood that he, he's going to go to these actions or to these extremities in order to try to take care of the situation. It sounds like it's just kind of very casual around his neck of the woods. It sounds more... Uh, it's, it's, I was going to say a bad word. It sounds worse in your neighborhood because they're using your lawns as a giant litter box. They're jumping all over your cars, and it's 40 cats. We're not talking about 15 cats. Like, 15 cats would be like, all right, whatever. You know, there's some cats around, but we're talking about 40 cats. It's a lot of cats. 40 cats is a lot of cats. 
40 cats together will cause ca chaos. Like uncontrollable chaos, 40 cats together at the same exact time. Can I ask you another question before we say goodbye? You're running out of questions, sure. All right. What if my strategy changed? So what was your original strategy? To call uh, the office of Bovo? I'll do that. So how's your strategy going to change? What if... You, you send smoke bombs in there and try to get them to go? What if I feed these cats away from our area? How are you going to lure them out there? You're going to do a trail like E.T.? Perhaps. There's got to be a better way than this. because Are they going to catch 40 cats? Of course they won't. These are smart cats, too, by the way. I want to see it. I, I didn't get out of that interview what I wanted because he giggled me off a little bit. Uh, I think you got more than what you were expecting. I'm doing noise. Make noise. I'm going chaos. I say you make noise. I would do the chaos because that technically you have the real state to make the chaos and to make it feel like if it's a party. You do whatever you want. I would do it Sunday in the middle of his sermon. Not started at 11. I don't know what time it is. I'm going I'm to I'm guess 11. I do it like 11.10. So then that way it already began. And then you have you do, you, you start your own chaos, the Milan chaos. We're having a party. What are you doing? My, my daughter just graduated high school. What you got? It's also a perfect time, too, because this is the time that people are going to start coming back to the churches because the churches have been closed for a long time also. I'm going to make a lot of noise. I think that's the way we're going to do it. I think that's the only way you can do it. We'll figure out how we're going to do this out. By the way, can Amanda hear me there? Um, she can hear you. Let me get her connected so she can talk to you. Good. She doesn't need to talk to me. All right. Well, she can hear you. So in order to sign up for a class, you need a class code. Please give me the class code. Thank you. She'll know what I mean. Okay. She gave you a thumbs up. Okay. She's a hippie now. Do you see her little tie-dye shirt? I think that's the background. No, that's her shirt. Oh, that's her shirt. Oh, I see it. Shout out to Three Soul Five. <laughs> Shout out to Three Soul Five. Uh, even after he's gone, he's making an impact. That's just great. This branding's all over my uh, my studio. Yeah. Help the young lad, Amanda. He's lost in space. Please help him. I know you're about to start a show, and I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. Tomorrow shall be another day. I guarantee you, the Chronicles are going to get good. Maybe this afternoon they get good. Music's going to begin tonight? Oh, I don't know. We're going to do some stuff. I think you have to save the music for when there's church going on. Like an actual mass. We'll see. Anyway, let me go concoct this evil plan. I'm off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.